Yo, 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 yo! Thank you so much for tuning in to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, a couple of tubular tux-wearing gay guys, discuss movies, TV shows, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. So come chillax, and don't forget to email any suggestions or questions that you have at gopressplay2 at gmail.com or DM us via Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's our new Instagram, PressPlayAR, and go pressplay the number 2 at gmail.com. Hey, it's Emmy Week, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about all things Emmys. We'll go over all the major nominations and give you guys some Emmy facts. Augie printed out a, a cheat sheet where we'll be making our predictions. But before we get dolled up and ready for the big ceremony, let's take a trip back in time. Come on, Riz. Step into my time machine and watch your step. You ready? I'm ready. Time machine sound. And we're here. Picture it. Our time machine sounds like Charles. (laughs) Picture it. L.A., January... 25th, 1949. The Second World War just finished about a couple years ago, and America is about to see the biggest boon it has ever seen since the American Revolutionary War, or the Industrial Revolution. But now that we're here, it is the year the first Emmy was produced or programmed. Really? Was the first Emmys uh, actually on TV, or was it... Well, only locally in the Los Angeles area. In the first Emmy Award ceremony, only five awards were handed out. Best TV Program, Best Film Made for TV, Outstanding Personality, Station Award, and Technical Awards. The Emmy at the time was only given to local programs in L.A. That's why it was only televised locally. Interesting. Another interesting fact is that Another name was going to be established before Emmy was greenlit. When creating the award ceremony, one of the founding fathers of the ceremony suggested Ike, the nickname of a piece of equipment called Iconoscope. But Ike is a nickname to World War II veteran and future president Dwight Eisenhower. And some of the founding members thought that it would be a little too political to name an award after Ike. Another person suggested Emmy, I-M-M-Y, which is another um, name that is used or commonly used for another equipment called the Image Orthicon Tube that was used in early cameras. After Emmy was chosen, it was feminized to Emmy, E-M-M-Y, to fit the female statuette that you see now. Wow, I see. Interesting, right? Yeah. So, who won the first Emmy? A dummy. That's pretty mean, Augie. No, 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 no. Really. A dummy at the Hollywood Athletic Club, where the first awards were being given away, Shirley Dinsdale and her puppet, Judy Splinters, won Best Personality for the Judy Splinters show. I guess back then at the time, uh, personality was Best Actor, Best Actress. I see. Um, But we should start getting ready for the 71st Annual Emmys. That is a being televised September 22nd, 2019. I gotta find some shoes. So why don't you inform our listeners 
some more Emmy facts while I find myself a size 13 stiletto. Ha. Uh, good luck with that. So, some of you might be wondering, how did they come up with the statue? What is that ball that Emmy statue is holding? The actual Emmy lady was modeled after one of the founding members' wife named Dorothy McManus. Her husband, Louis, designed the statue with her having wings and holding up an atom. The wings represent the arts, and the atom the statue is holding represents science. And one more thing before we go back to 2019. Oh, oh my god, you're back. Uh, <laughs> any luck with those stilettos? Not really. It seems like no one uh, in this era has my size. But that's okay. Well, you're shopping in the, at the wrong place, honey. <laughs> I guess so. Some nominations are more logical than others, but in 1958, the Academy decided to add a tongue twister of a nomination. And the nomination was Best Continuing Performance in a Series by a Comedian, Singer, Hostess, Dancer, MC, Announcer, Narrator, Panelist, or Any Person Who Essentially Plays Herself or Himself for the Male Category. That's, so, yeah. it would be like a host, basically. Or an announcer. Or, or But they would be or themselves. Exactly. So Correct. they would be playing a character. I see. That's yeah. very interesting. Um, it was removed a year later, the category. Good, because <laughs> I'm sure that that was half the program yeah. trying to say that. <laughs> I'm glad to. So we're all set. Uh, onward to the 21st century. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, well, it's good to be back. This year's Emmy Awards is jam-packed with amazing nominees. Barry has the most nominations in the comedy category with nine. In the drama category, Game of Thrones has 14 nominations. And in the limited TV movie category, When They See Us takes the lead in that category with 11 nominations. Wow. Amazing. And talking about Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones has the most Emmy nominations with a whopping 32 nomination. Wow. It has set a new record for the most nomination earned in a single series. Wow. Do you know who was who held the... The, the previous? Uh, ER? Um, I'm good guess, but no. Before oh. that, it, it was held good, good guess too. <laughs> I but can keep going. Go, go for it. <laughs> uh, Mash. Cheers. Nope. Uh, oh, well, is it drama? It was yes in the drama category. Oh, what other dramas were there? Oh, what was that show? All right, never mind. Just go. Move on. Before it was held, uh, it was held by NYPD Blues. Really? Uh, for twenty five years. Damn. When it won twenty seven nominations in nineteen ninety four. Now remember, this is nominations for the single series in one right. single. I'm sorry, yeah, a, for one single, or a single year, a single season. year. I, I'm see. sorry, yes, I, I misunderstood. Now. now the show with the most Emmy wins and Emmy nominations of all time goes to the coveted Saturday Night Live with 72 wins and an incredible 270 nominations. Here's a little extra fun fact, because you like the X-Files. The X-Files has 15 wins and 61 nominations. Damn. And my one of my favorite shows, Will and Grace, has 16 nomina- uh, I'm sorry, 16 wins 
and 88 nominations. Wow. So you might be wondering about those Emmy statues because with all those nominations, those Emmy statues have to be ready for that big day. And each Emmy statue weighs about seven pounds and it costs about $400 to make. And sometimes the winner has to pay for it themselves. For example, if a category is won by a large group of people, let's say writing, some writing team may have about 15 plus writers. So the award show will provide one, maybe two trophies, which will usually go to the head writers. And if anyone else wants their own Emmy to take home, they would have to pay out of their own pocket. But how much is the award actually worth? Well, it all depends on who won them and for what. Although the Academy does not allow a person to sell their awards for monetary gain, it hasn't stopped collectors from getting their hands on those shiny trophies. There is a 1978 Emmy Award that was given to Johnny Carson that a while back was circulating the collecting world for $12,000. Back in 2009, just a year after Golden Girl actress Estelle Getty passed, her Emmy Award that she won for Best Supporting Actress was circulating through eBay for $15,000. The Academy, both Emmy and Oscars, do have a strong grip of their contracts and not monetize the award. According to a VP of the Addis, it's a situation where the award is not meant to be monetized. The value of the award is in the recognition of your peers. That intangible value is priceless. Which is fair to say, back in 2003, the Academy stopped the daughter of Orson Welles from selling Welles' 1942 Oscar for Citizen Kane. It was valued at $400,000 at an auction at the late Burt or at an auction. The late Burt Reynolds sold his Emmy in, in 1991. Uh, it went for $28,125. That that's incredible. Some money. And it's, weird because I understand what the VP is saying you know these are people who voted for your great work in acting and then you're just going to turn around and sell it it's kind of like a slap in the face for your for your peers and the people who thought that you were the best of that category I agree well we sure learned a lot about the Emmys Augie a lot I never heard of before it's good. So now that we have all this knowledge, no one can fool us when we go to the to the Emmys and we can be part of the group. Although we didn't get a nomination for Best Podcast, we'll try again next year. Maybe next year. Are you all dressed up? Yes, I can still smell it. I've been wearing my tux since last week. That's what I'm smelling. <laughs> and that must be what you're smelling. Yeah. The glitz, the glamour, it's amazing it's gonna be a fun night guys we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with our emmy predictions oh, oh uh, uh, i don't know what to do what's up riz we're having a potluck at my job and the theme is summer fun i don't know what to bring hey contact sugar tooth gang sugar tooth gang yeah sugar tooth gang meets your sweet needs for any occasion birthday corporate, or just cuz. Each treat is handmade and individually designed and are made with care. So, Christmas cookies? Yep. Easter treats? Yep. 
luau party. Aloha, honey. Hanukkah? Shalom, homie. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, contact them via Instagram at sugartoothgang and place your order. And listeners that live in Miami-Dade, Broward, or Monroe County in Florida, Sugar Tooth Gang is currently taking orders for the fall season, and soon they'll take orders across the U.S. So visit them on their Instagram for more details. And we're back. I just got my hair did, although I'm bald, but that's okay. You know what I mean? It looks good. Thank you so much. I spent 60 hours just working on it. I believe it. (laughs) Okay, guys. So this segment, we're going to be breaking down our Emmy prediction. I have printed out a cheat sheet with each category. Uh, Now, the category that uh, we're going to be saying, I just want to give it an FYI. These are not going to be in order when it's going to be aired on the actual Emmys. I think this is more alphabetical order um that's cool i like it i like this order better actually okay cool so if you guys want you can follow us with it make your own predictions and send us an email and tell us who you guys think will win in each category the person with the most uh right uh do you want predictions gets a thumbtack so let's go (laughs) Do you want to do a wager between us? Absolutely. Uh, what do you want to wager? Rager? Lunch? Dinner? How about yeah. if mm-hmm. if one of us gets the most um, predictions correct, um, the other one has to buy a, a trophy. Okay. Now, trophy meaning, like, that could be anything, right? Yeah. Like, I could get you a little Funko and call it your Emmy trophy. Why not? They, I mean, actually, I actually think, I think they have an Emmy Funko. I've never seen that. I've seen it. It's a thing. I'm sure it is. So, our first category tonight is Outstanding Animated Program. And the nominees are... Netflix's Big Mouth, uh, Bob's Burger, BoJack Horseman, Adventure Time, and The Simpsons. Wow, The Simpsons is... Almost as old as me, and older than you. By a year. Older than you by a year? Well, it started, what year did they start? Actually, I think it was 1988 or 89, so it's actually younger than you, but... In the Tracy Ullman show? Oh, that that man that might be older than you. Yeah, I want to say about one year. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. But The Simpsons for me has been a staple of my childhood growing up. Right. It would be I would joke around even when we went to Supercon and we met uh, Nancy Cartwright. Yes. Which I got an autograph from her. My mom specifically told me. Tell the Simpsons, she's she's Cuban and she speaks Spanish and she, she doesn't n- understand that I'm, I was specifically meeting one person, but she thought <laughs> the Simpsons. So she's told me, tell the Simpsons that I say to thank you for helping me raise you guys <laughs> because you guys would just come home from school 
and I would just sit you in front of the TV and I would just say, watch The Simpsons, watch The Simpsons. <laughs> and that's the story I told uh, Nancy Cartwright and she said, tell your mom, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, um, Big Mouth, I think I've seen the first uh, season. Ooh, yeah, I think we watched the first two or three episodes. It got a little little too much. Yeah, too too crazy. Too graphic. I've never seen BoJack Horseman, but everyone tells me good things about it. And Adventure Time, I've never seen it, but I know the show exactly. And Bob's Burger has been lately my uh, going to bed um, show. Show. Every, you know, like babies have milk. Yep. Before you bed. have Bob's Burger. I have Bob's Burger. That, that's, I don't know whose tea you're sucking on to get Bob's <laughs> Burger, but there you go. So, um, do you want to go first? Take turns going first? I, won't, I, I would go with uh, Bob's Burger. Awesome. Who I think is going to win since Bob's Burger has been killing it lately. I think it'll be Bob's Burger. Yeah. I would love to see The Simpsons win because they always deserve it. And they're, they, they yeah. have been really good lately. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, but it's all with the Bob's Burger for me as well. So um, the next category is Outstanding Period Costume. A period costume is a costume specifically of a certain era. Oh my god, I completely <laughs> read that what wrong. What did you think? Tell me. Let's let's just move on. I thought we were going into <laughs> women's issues. Are you okay. serious? So, okay, so... You the made... Outstanding Period Costume uh, category, or the nominations are Chernobyl, Fosse Verdon, Glow... It's Verdon. I knew you were going to correct me. <laughs> the Marvelous Miss Maisel, and Pose. So, okay, so we're going for costume. Yes, so this is all about the look. All right. Uh, well, we I won't discuss the actual show yet since I can do that in the, in the future category, or the shows. Uh, but I think what I want to win and what will win may be different things. It's, I think it's going to be between The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and, well, Fosse Verdon. I've never. I don't even remember Chernobyl. It's an HBO show. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I, and you know what? Pose is just a lot of '90s clothes. That doesn't feel it. Like for someone who grew up in the who '90s, who was just there. Yeah, it doesn't. It <laughs> Couple doesn't years feel ago. like costumes. So yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, who's gonna win. Uh, probably, actually, marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Maisel. I'm going to agree with you. I did see the Marvelous Miss Maisel uh, that one time. Um, and I just thought the costume and... What period know, does that take place in the... Uh, uh, the 1950s. Yeah, that was... It, it was, really was nice. And then in the first episode, she goes to... Uh, London? France. France, France. London, I think it's France. France. Uh, no, those are two completely different things. Um, yes, they are. I knew that. Uh, and just the clothes and the the colors and, and the accessories were just so spot on. And you can tell it was just so meticulously thought. So I'm going to go with uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel for Outstanding Period Costume. All right. So far, we are 100% on the same page. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, so I guess we're moving on. Yes. Yeah. To the next category, which is ah, uh, oh, it's costume again. Outstanding fantasy sci-fi costume. These are these two will probably be uh, on air, I imagine. But still, very cool. American Horror Story Apocalypse, Game of Thrones, Good Omens, The Handsmaid's Tale, and a series of unfortunate events. Why am I going blank on American Horror Story Apocalypse? Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Billy Porter, uh, was it the really boy, anything the, that impressive? The fraternity. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. You, you may you may start. The only thing that comes up to me with American Horror Story Apocalypse is Sarah Paulson, uh, dressed in black. That's the only thing I can think of. I remember a, a lot of roads, I guess, since they were in that place. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones, that can be a great contender for this category. I saw the Good Omens. Um. I don't, didn't see anything wow factor. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale, I'm not sure about that. And I've never seen a series of unfortunate events. So with this, I'm going to pick uh, Game of Thrones because it's my favorite and because it's a really strong contender in this category. Yeah, we're, we're basically on the same page again. Uh, I was going to say Game of Thrones out of, uh, I mean, the only other show that I really watched was Apocalypse and there wasn't anything that stood out as far as costumes go. Yeah. So we are three for three so far. So we're going to be buying each other trophies if we <laughs> yeah. keep going like this. <laughs> the next category is outstanding directing for a comedy series. Now remember guys, each type of a genre has its own category listing. So cat, uh, comedy has its own for best actor, actress, so on and so forth. Drama and limited TV and and movie series. You had an interesting fact about the uh, the writing category uh, that you told me yesterday. Uh, Which was? It was uh, that the the academy only gives out one or two awards. It was and... at the beginning of the of our of our oh, thing. You mentioned that. Yes. Great, you are such a great listener. <laughs> I was paying attention. <laughs> it was, I was really totally paying attention. Part of our script. <laughs> but okay, so the uh, nominees are Alec Berg, uh, Barry, Bill Hader, Barry, Mark Bradbeer. I didn't put what he was going. He's directing. What show? Uh, yeah, what you want show? Me to take a gander real fast. Uh, yeah, you can do that while I continue. Okay. Amy Sherman Payadino for Marvelous Miss Maisel, and Daniel Daniel Payadino for Marvelous Miss Maisel. I honestly haven't seen Barry. I know what the show is about. Uh. Miss uh, Marvelous Miss Mabel, Maisel, I I would have to probably go with that just because it's what I've I've been seeing and what I've been checking out lately. So so your choice is I'm gonna go with Amy instead of Daniel because it's all about women. Uh, Fuck men. 
It's actually oh nice. It's actually Harry Bradbeer. Wow, you were wow. in another world. Harry Bradbeer. Who uh, I apologize was Harry. nominated for directing in a comedy series for Fleabag, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. On Amazon. Uh, I'm going to go with Bill Hader for Barry. I haven't seen any of these shows, but he was so impressive in It Chapter Two that I'm going to give it to him. Awesome. I like it. You want to read the next one? Uh, yes, please. Uh, the next category is dun, 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 Outstanding Director in a Drama Series. And the nominees are David ben- Benioff and D.B. Weiss for Game of Thrones. David Nutter for Game of Thrones. That's a nice last name. What is on your mind right now? <laughs> Miguel Sipachik. Sip, sip, Sipich Nick for Game of Thrones, Lisa Bruhlman for Killing Eve, Jason Bateman for Ozark, and Adam McKay for Succession. Thank God that David Benioff and D.B. Weiss is in this category for drama directing. I'm not sure if they are nominated for best writing, because if they are, I hope they don't get it. Because the writing for last season of Game of Thrones sucked. And I'm sure a lot of listeners would agree with me. I didn't think it was that bad. Babe, <laughs> I'm just the last you. three episodes, basically no one spoke. It was just like... I'm just messing with Look you. here. Look there. Look, a dragon. There. So, and a lot of... Oh my god. That's I, it. Well, you, you know, I, I didn't watch past the first season and then I watched the last two of you. <laughs> yeah. So I really didn't know what exactly what was going on. And I feel like as in like other shows like Lost, people had so much expectation going into the final season mm-hmm. that um not saying you, but I think I don't think people knew what they wanted to see. They wanted like I thought what I saw was was pretty standard finale show stuff. I was but. listening to Michelle Visage uh, podcast, and she was talking about Lost, and she was not happy with the ending because she's really? a big TV watcher. A lot of people weren't. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't thrilled about like the entire final season i was okay with the finale like a lot of people weren't happy that it was very spiritual i guess which Mm. i i didn't care i i liked it i liked that they that they were all meant to be together but we're getting off track so i'm gonna go for the best director i'm gonna go for david nutter just because (laughs) i like his last name i had a feeling i am going to go with uh, 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 M- Miguel Sapochnik to um, to make up for the fact that I butchered his last name. And okay. that's very understanding, and I hope he, he wins for just because of that. Sweet. Uh, the next uh, category for this year's 71st Annual Emmy is outstanding directing for a limited series, movie, or dramatic special. The nominees are Johan Renk for Chernobyl, Ben Stiller 
for Escape at Danamora, Jessica Yu, Fossey Verdon, Thomas Kyle for Kaya for Fossey Verdon, Stephen Frears for A Very English Scandal. That scandal sounds very boring if it's English. Oh, yeah. And Ava DuVernay. When they see Duvernay us. for when they see us. What do you? What are your predictions? Have I know you're out of all of the shows? I've only seen Fosse Verdon. I wish. Uh, the only thing I wish that we had made notes of the episode that they were being nominated for. That was all my fault because sorry. I could give you a better, um, a better prediction. Mm-hmm. But. Seeing as I have no notes and me being so wonderfully progressive, I'm going to go with the female Asian Jessica Yu for Fosse Verdon. I'm also going to go female on this, but I'm going to take it mocha and choose Ava DuVernay for When They See Us. Because I feel like with what she's been doing so far, not only in When They See Us, but in the past couple of years, it has been absolutely extraordinary, and she deserves this award. Awesome. Uh, so we need to see when they see us. Yeah, we and then definitely I, see I'll be able to tell you, tell you more when I see When they see that. us. Yeah. <laughs> I want to so. see it too, because uh, trans supermodel... Isis King is there. It's a fantastic cast. It's amazing. And amazing I love her. Cast. I follow Isis King both on Twitter and on Instagram. She's super humble, super dorky. She's a huge X-Men fan. She loves Storm. She's absolutely a doll. And she's she's refreshing to watch and, and grow into, into a professional actress, supermodel, person in general that she is. I love her. So we'll put that on the list? Mm Mm-hmm. Most definitely. All right. So the next category is uh, Outstanding Directing for a Reality Program. Now, a reality program needs directing. I know. Let's not go into it. Yeah. Pull my hair out. That sounds like another podcast episode. (laughs) And the nominees are Bertram Van Munster for The Amazing Race, Patrick McManus for American Ninja Warrior, Hisham Abid for Queer Eye, Nick Murray for RuPaul's Drag Race, and Ken Fuchs for Shark Tank. Uh, Who do you think? I'm going to go for Nick Murray for RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, again, uh, it's the only one that we've watched. I mean, I've caught a few uh, American Ninja Warriors here and there. And uh, I watched a season of Amazing Race, but it wasn't this one. So I used to be obsessed with The Amazing Race. I always say that if I had to choose a reality show that I would want to go, it would be that one. You know, they're probably looking for a couple of amazing podcasters to go on their show, (laughs) so we should do it. I'm not opposed to it. Not at all. All right. You heard it here first. We're going to be on The Amazing Race. Or we're going to try to apply, see if we get it. Confidence. Is everything we're gonna be on it? Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet, baby. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose uh, Drag Race as well. Uh, it is, uh, it seriously is an amazing show. If and if you're not watching it, you are missing out. It's it's killing it. It's absolutely killing it. Yeah. I can't wait till the what the next season's gonna be. Uh, 
All stars. All stars. Awesome. It's it's going all star regular, all star regular now, which I'm down with. Yeah. The next nomination is for outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. The nominations. Ooh, we're getting to the good stuff. Oh yeah, now it's getting good. The nominations are, or the nominees, I'm sorry, are Bill Hader for Barry, Don Cheadle for Black Monday, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Ted Danson, The Good Place. And Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek. Awesome. Uh, well, the only one that we've watched was The Good Place, but I'm actually not going to choose Ted Danson because he's he is a fantastic actor, but I can't say that I've been blown away by his comedic stylings on The Good Place, even though he's amazing. Uh, I'm gonna have to give it to Bill Hader again. Bill Harder, you have here. Oh, what I didn't notice. On your mind. Wow. <laughs> oh Mr. Bill Harder gets I, it for me. I and... was still infatuated with Nutter on the previous page. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is killing it, and uh, honestly, I I wouldn't have predicted that he would have had such a career after SNL. Uh, but he's amazing, and I'm I'm really impressed with him. I'm I'm gonna choose Bill Hader as well. Uh, again, we saw the Good Place. Ted Ted Danson is amazing. He's super talented. He was in Cheers, right? Ted Danson was in Cheers. Yes. And talking about Cheers, there was a specific actor in that program that was nominated for the same character in three different shows so that character or that actor played this character in three different shows and those three different shows were nominated for an emmy no the show was nominated for an emmy but it's the first and only time that actor played that character in three different shows Uh, can you tell me who that is my first guess was kelsey Grammer, but I, i wouldn't be able to tell you what the third show was. It is. It is Kelsey Grammer. So it's Cheers, Frasier, and what? Wings. That's right. Crossover with Wings. Mm-hmm. I remember Wings back all, in the day. All three episodes, or I'm sorry, all three shows were nominated. Were nominated for for an Emmy. They all have done pretty well for, or at least the the male. I don't know whatever happened to Crystal Bernard. Crystal, if you're out there, you can be on our podcast. Yes, please contact us. Oh, it's raining. Sweet. I guess that'll keep the Blair Witch away this time. (laughs) Okay, the funny thing is, I meant to mention this, was we're freaking out. Shit's going on outside. Neither of us got up to look out the window. Are you talking about last episode? Yes. Yes. Neither of us get up to look out the window. We just continue on with the podcast. I don't know if you guys heard it. Um, I don't know what we were talking about, but there was so much commotion. hilarious. And we were scared and the dogs were freaking out. we just sit here? (laughs) Let's continue this podcast. (laughs) So uh, the next... Uh, category is how exciting! Oh, outstanding lead actor in a drama series. We have Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Sal. I, I'm sure I killed his name. Uh, Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. Jason Bateman for Ozark. The amazing Billy Porter for Pose. Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. And Milo Ventimiglia. For this is us. 
What do you think? I'm going to go for Mr. Billy po Porter. Um, although I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, I love Kit Harrington. You know, he's one of my, my passes. Uh, <laughs> I ain't giving you any passes. <laughs> Try again. Uh, but I'm going to go for Billy po Porter. I think he did an excellent job in season one of Pose. Uh, it's what we said in our previous podcast that out of the whole, whole cast, he was the only one that really stood out and gave Agreed. a great performance. And I, I understand a lot of people is not happy. A, a lot of people are not happy with it because all these, uh, amazing ethnic transgender people had the opportunity but again, going back to our previous podcast, it's like what you said. Was there a, a specific moment or did anyone really shine on that first season? Why? Because everyone was so focused or the, or, or the production was so focused on the three white characters. Exactly. exactly. Um, and I have, a, I'm, or I have no doubt that next year they're going to be nominated, or I, some of them. I completely agree. And, well, I hope. I hope so. Uh, I'm actually... There's some one I want to win and one I think will win. And I'm going to have to go with the one I think will win. I think next year is going to be Billy Porter's year. But uh, Sterling K. Brown has just been killing it. And I think he's probably going to win again this year. So that he won is, last year, right? I think so. He's, I think he was the first African American to win uh, best lead actor in an Emmy. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And again, back to Pose. This year, <coughs> four transgender people are nominated for an Emmy this year, which is history. Uh, Janet Mock, Laverne oh. Cox, that's right. Our Lady J, and Celis Howard. Oh, that's amazing. So good luck to them, and I I really hope that we get to see more diversity like that in future award ceremonies. I do as well. Uh, the next uh, category is Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or Movie. And the nominees are Jared Harris for Chernobyl, uh, Benicio Del Toro, Escape at Danimora, Sam Rockwell, Fosse Verdon, Mahershala Ali for True Detective, and Hugh Grant. Obviously, he would be in this movie, in this show. A very English scandal. I mean, it would be scandalous, scandalous if he wasn't in it. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Very, very scandalous if he wasn't in it. So, uh, well, you know me. The only one I watched was Fosse Verdon and Sam Rockwell was amazing in it. Uh, and I really haven't heard much. He won an Oscar, right? Last year or the year yes, before for three billboards. Outside. Ebony, Ebony Mizora. Mizora. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and, and what an amazing cast that was for Fosse Burden. Uh, I'm going to go with Sam Rockwell. He was, uh, I mean, he was outshone by his castmate, let's be honest, but he still was amazing. Uh, the only other person I've heard, you know, heard about was Marishala Ali in True Detective. He was very good in it. And so. that's the one that I'm going to pick. He might be the spoiler. 
I'm going to pick uh, Mahershala Ali. I think he's super talented, super humble. And uh, Marvel fans, if you haven't noticed or haven't read it or been living under a rock, he is going to be the next Blade in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No shit. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Or you may, you might have told me that. I completely forgot. It's amazing. Yeah, it was... Good uh, for him. Yeah. Welcome to the Marvel Universe, Mr. Marishala Ali. <laughs> Alright, you're, you're next. You're up. Oh, uh, the next category is Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. And the nominees are Christina Applegate for Dead to Me, Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag, Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Ms. Maisel, Natasha Lyonne for Russian Doll, Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek, and Julia Louise Dreyfus for Veep. Oh, this one's this one's a little tough because I actually watched more than one of these. Uh, we we watched Dead to Me and Russian Doll and Natasha Leone and Christina Applegate were amazing. Uh, uh, I hate to go with who I think will win rather who I would or who I think deserves to win. So I'm going to go with who I believe deserves to win. Uh, Christina Applegate blew it out of the water on Dead to Me. Um, and if she doesn't win it, I guess it'll probably be Rachel Brosnahan again. What do you think? Yep. A little more fun fact that I want to interject here. Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus is, um, the only female to be, to win the most nominations for... Uh, this category to win the most Emmys, I think. She currently has six. So if she wins this, it'll be her seventh nomination, beating her own record. She's amazing. Uh, Going through the list, Rachel Brosnahan is a a delight in The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Christina Applegate in Dead to Me, I think we stumbled on that show by accident because we we going into it, we didn't know what it was going to be. I think it was just... A filler there for was us. My mom, my mom watched it straight through, and she's like, "Check out this show, Dead to Me." And I'm like, "All right." Oh, okay. I don't remember that it was your mom. It was, it I, was my mom, Mama Rita. And uh, Christina Applegate, I really didn't know that she can act like that or get to that type of acting. If you guys haven't seen Dead to Me, guys, watch it. It's on Netflix. It's only thirty minutes per episode. And you can just fly through that. And you probably will fly through it. It's yeah, good. it's really good. Uh, who is the other co-star? I, I keep forgetting her name. Uh, shoot. She was in Scooby-Doo. Linda Carlini. You know who I keep confusing her with? The name, not the physicality. For some reason, the first name that comes to my head is Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> that would have been interesting casting right there. <laughs> and we saw Russian Doll, which is a show that we're going to soon be reviewing in our podcast that we finished that watching. That was such a great show. That is such a smart, savvy, unique show. If I had to choose between those two shows, will I have to choose between those two shows? Maybe I won't go. Okay. Will I? Are they both I don't, nominated for Best Comedy? I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm looking at spoilers. Wait, where is it? Uh, comedy, comedy, comedy. Ooh, I like. Yes. That. Oh my gosh. So we'll we'll get to that. Oh, and the good place is nominated. Oh, I'm going. I'm getting ahead of us. Oh the, no. The, um, 
Dead to Me is not nominated. Oh. Well, still, The Good Place is, though, so that's going to be a tough-ass tough choice. I'm going to also go with Christina Applegate. I think she absolutely deserves it uh, for for the show. I'm excited for season two. Yeah, and, you know, nothing nothing against Natasha Leone. She was... She, she killed it. Natasha Leone in Russian Doll was... was Speechless. Fantastic casting. (laughs) Not expected. She's Natasha Leone is is her own person. She you can't compare to anyone. And just to to put her put her in a role like that, in a lead role like that was just fantastic. And she killed Catherine O'Hare. Oh, Catherine O'Hare, of course. No you know who she voiced? Famous movie? Is it animated? Uh it's uh like clay animated, that should tell you. Nightmare before Christmas? Sally? Sally, yeah. Ah, um, that Miss Catherine over here. I think she was at a few of the cons. If if she's ever there, I want to get her get her autograph. So since we're on the on the category for for actress, here's another fun fact. <laughs> I'm loving these fun facts. The shortest acceptance speech to be made at the Emmys was in 2013. When Merritt Weaver won Best Supporting Actress for Nurse Jackie. And it was only 11 words. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I gotta go. Bye. (laughs) That's it. Merritt Weaver, uh, since we're on that subject, uh, one of the reasons why I stopped watching Walking Dead. uh, Because I... they, They just kept doing things that I hated... And Merritt Weaver's character was one that I really, really, really liked. Um, and they killed her off unceremoniously. Aww. Um, And I'm like, you know, you're killing off all the original characters. Why are you killing off characters, you know, that could replace them? You know, I didn't really like any of the real replacements. I had, ah, oh, fuck you, Walking Dead. <laughs> fuck you and your uh, stupid ass... Uh, <laughs> To be continued, uh, uh, whatever. Ah, forget it. Okay, so the next category is, not to get off track, Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. And the nominees are... It kind of sounded like Vanessa Bayer in SNL when she plays a young child actress. And she's like, well, I gotta go. Well, (laughs) Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. Amelia Clark, Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, Robin Wright, I guess she dropped the pen in House of Cards. Viola Davis in How to Get Away with Murder. Judy Comer in Killing Eve. Sandra O oh in Killing Eve. Laura Linney in Ozark. And Mandy Moore in This Is Us. Isn't there like a family guy joke about Laura Linney? I'm sure there is. There's a family, there's a family <laughs> guy joke, but probably about every single one of these actresses. I, again, back to Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones, but I don't think Amelia Clark, which is her first time being nominated. Right. Um, Deserves it this season. Yeah. I, I feel like she, um, the scene where she... How, how do I put it? Like, uh, okay, in one episode, they kill her handmaid or whatever, whatever the girl's name was, right? Yeah. And the next episode, she freaking loses her shit. And you could tell in that one scene where she, she makes that decision 
to keep going and destroy the town, even though they were surrendering. Mm-hmm. Her eyes. Zinky. Sorry, that was my dog who. Her eyes. Being nosy. That that was, I think, her 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 scene. Why she's nominated because she, you could tell, like, I don't. It's hard to explain. That was acting right there. Her eyes went from. Do I do this to complete rage and all of a sudden I'm an evil? Um, but a lot of people felt like that. I know exactly the scene you're talking about. Right. I, a lot of people were unhappy with that scene. Excuse me, because they felt that they could have used more direction there. Because people were saying it kind of looked like she was just sitting there and just doing nothing. You know, I, I, I'm well, not sure. For me, I guess I saw a lot more. Like, it was subtle, I guess. I'm going to go with um, Sandra O oh for Killing Eve. Oh. 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 I, I, the only one I watched was uh, Game of Thrones. Um, but I don't know who's going to win. I'm going to actually go with Robin Wright uh, for taking over the lead role after... The A-hole was fired. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it, but I'm sure she did an amazing job because she is amazing. So, I'm going with Robin Wright. No longer Penn. Awesome. Uh, The next category... Oh, wait. I believe you're up. I I did that one. Uh, Outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie. This is the one. The The nominees are Joey King, The Act... Patricia Arquette, Escape from Danamora, Michelle Williams, Bossy Verdon, Anjanu Ellis, When They See Us, and Nisi Nash, When They See Us. Now, this is a tough category because we saw the act and we were completely blown away with Joey King's performance. Even before we found out that she was nominated, we're like, she has to be nominated, without a doubt. She was amazing. She yeah. gave it her awe in that in that in that show. Agreed. Uh, never seen Escape from Danamora, but I know who Patricia Arquette is. Uh, Michelle Williams. I'm gonna let. I'm not gonna say anything because I know you want <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, Anjanu Ellis and Nisi Nash. Now Nisi Nash is by far just a delight. I feel like she's so talented and against these women, against Joey King, for me it's Joey King, Michelle Williams, and Nisi Nash because those are three powerful, powerful women in, in what they did. Right. I would I would be happy like this is an amazing category, these five actresses. Uh Joey King blew us away. She became that little girl. Or she wasn't a little girl, but you know. Yeah. She was the you know, you know what I mean. Oh uh, gypsy. Oh my god. How could you do this, gypsy? Ay ay ay. Um Fosse Verdon, uh a show I never would have watched if Michelle Williams wasn't on it. Uh it was amazing and her performance was amazing and she there were scenes in that that blew me away and just reaffirmed why she's one of my favorite actresses i told you about a scene where 
uh, she, the character had had surgery on her throat and, uh, she's supposed to like, uh, like bitch at yeah, Sam Rockwell's character. Yeah. Fosse had done something, uh, and she got on the phone. She wasn't supposed to be speaking and her portrayal of that, like to, to be able to. To bitch someone out, basically, while you have no voice, it was insane. And there are so many, so many scenes that blew me away. That that stands out. There's an amazing episode where they are all at a beach house, um, and she kind of seduces Fosse to to do Chicago, and uh, she played off like. Uh, it's like it's like a sweet character, but basically, in the same in the same scenes, seducing a guy who is very sick mentally, to, you know, doing a show that wasn't going to be good for him that would probably kill him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and but mm-hmm. she so like she she was looking out for herself. She wanted it for her career. She didn't really care if it killed him or not. Um, and so it was like. Acting on top of acting, something like that. There, the song that she sings. I wish I could, I could find it, look it up, and tell you the song that she sings in that episode, uh, where she's like, you know, like, hey, we're all playing at a piano. Why don't you sing one of your hits, Gwen, or whatever? And she sings this song, and she's looking directly at Fosse. Uh, Michelle Williams is all has always been amazing to me. Uh, I'm gonna go give it to Joey. King. No, <laughs> it's Michelle oh. Williams. I would I would be thrilled if Joey King won, but she has a, a career ahead of her, and she will she'll get it. And I, I'll be ripping shit up if Michelle Williams doesn't win. I'm... And now, and if do you want to sleep on the couch? <laughs> well, no, no, you can choose you who you better want. Better pick her. No, you can go. Joey I King. am torn between Michelle Williams and Niecy Nash. Um, I I remember first um, being introduced by Niecy Nash in her Home Improvement uh, show. It was like a reality show, really? like a Home Improvement. And then she did Reno Nine One One, and then that's when I'm like, yes, she is. She's come a long way, and she's uh, proven herself to be an amazing actress. And I've heard her interview. I've heard her talk to other people, and she is. So such ahead of her time in 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 a mental stage that I really really like and I feel like she's one of those people that it it's good to have around because she just gives you positive good motivational vibes right um and Michelle Williams is there's nothing to to there's no adjective to describe Michelle William Williams uh she's a great great actress She's stunning in her roles from everything that she does, and you can tell that she takes it with with stride. Her uh, what she does, I am absolutely really torn with this one. Um, I I haven't I didn't see either of them, which is weird because Fosse Verdon loosely revolves around musicals and stuff like that, and I'm not sure why it was never drawn to me. You can watch it sometime, I'm sure. I I mean, I did show you a few scenes. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. 
Um, oh, I'm gonna go with Niecy Nash. All right. Okay. I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get over it. I'll sleep in the couch. All right. Now, before okay. we go into the actor category, here's a fun fact. Really? Okay. <laughs> uh, there's only one and only first lady to win an Emmy. I... No clue. <laughs> it was Jackie Kennedy. She won an Emmy for her White House tour. Back <laughs> in... When... <laughs> Yep. I, I bet you that was quite a show. I, I, I read about it, and people, like, w- it was the episode to not miss, or the program to not miss. How funny. Um, well, moving on to the next category, which is Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. And the nominees are Anthony Kerrigan for Barry, Stephen Root for Barry, Henry Winkler for Barry, Alan Arkman for The Kaminsky Method, Tony Shalhoub for The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel, and Tony Hale for Veep. Miss Mazel. You said Miss Mabel. Oh, I'm changing the title. Don't go. <laughs> it's Mabel now. I'm going to go for Henry Winkler. Uh, that's just because uh, you met him in Supercon and he was really friendly to you. <laughs> and I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> Henry Winkler, <laughs> because he's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, super nice guy. He in 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 the con- in the convention that we went to Supercon here in South Florida. Um, I'm sure, like every other convention, you have. Your booth, but with Henry Winkler, you want to tell tell the story? Yeah, it was actually the same convention that you met uh, Nancy Cartwright. Yes, uh, exactly. So generally, I mean, there are a few other, other celebrities who do this, but generally um, the celebrities stay behind the table and, you know, a lot of the, the female uh, celebrities are a little, are, well, super standoffish. Um, and a few of them are, are just very friendly and... Uh, and Henry Winkler was out up front, uh, you know, usually go up and and they have their assistant, oh, which which picture do you want signed? Give me your blah, money. Blah, blah. You know, they're the ones who, who's doing they, the transaction and they're exactly. just they're just looking pretty. So I go up there and Henry Winkler comes over, puts his hand on my shoulder, so which picture would you like? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, the scream, oh, that's a great, that's fantastic. <laughs> he was super nice and... Do you know like, what he wrote in your, in your autograph? Uh, I don't. Like, probably Richard is the greatest, or Richard is great. Richard is great. <laughs> Something like that. Which I am. I am great. Thank you. Thank you, Henry Winkler, for, for recognizing that. Awesome. So, that's our our stuff, our our guess, our prediction. Henry Winkler. And he w- did win last year, so it's, mm-hmm. it's a good possibility he'll win again. Oh, yeah. So, moving on to... Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. And the nominees are Jonathan Banks, Better Call Saul. Giancarlo Esposito, Better Call Saul. Alfie Allen, Game of Thrones. Nicolaj Coster-Waldo for Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Michael Kelly, House of Cards. And Chris Sullivan, This Is Us. All right. Well, this one I'm gonna go with my my heart over my head. 
uh, very well deserved. Uh, Alfie Allen, he was amazing. It's his first nomination. He was one of the highlights of the season. Uh, his entire final episode, he blew it out of the water for me. So I'm gonna go with him. I'm gonna go with Nicolaj Coster-Waldu. I think he stood out for me in Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, his whole journey of being. Uh, bad, then good, then uh, helping out in Winterfell, and his relationship with Brienne of Toth, and then finding out that Cersei needs him, and uh, I think, like, his range in the last season went everywhere, Yeah, you know, showing his commitment to the Lannisters, and at the same time, uh, that that get-together the evening before the, uh, the big fight with Brienne where, where he knighted her and uh, the other cast were sitting by the fireplace. Uh, his big fight with with the uncle of um, Alfie Allen's character. I forgot his name. Brad. Yeah. Uh, at the end. Yep. So I'm going to go with Nicolaj Coster-Waldu for best uh, supporting actor in a drama series. Sweet. Uh, so the next category is Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie. The nominees are Stellan Skarsgård for Chernobyl, Paul Dano for Escape of Danamora, Ben Wishaw for A Very English Scandal, Scandalous, Asante Black for When They See Us. You know what was a scandal? I have no clue. Probably someone broke a teapot or something. It's English. I was going to say something similar. <laughs> I was going to try to joke like I, I could biscuits. Read, I could read your mind. Tea time. Uh, Hugh Grant was not at tea time. Uh, John Leg- Did I say Asante Black for When They See Us? Yes. Uh, John Leguizamo for When They See Us. And Michael K. Williams for When They See Us. Uh, who do you think? I'm going to go for John Leguizamo for When They See Us. Big Mulan understand. Even before that, Romeo and Juliet, Super Mario Brothers. He was in. Oh, that's right. He was. He was the original Luigi. Yeah. Or the original. The, the only Luigi. The only one. Oh my God. Um, Who played and, uh, Mario? Oh no, some Italian. Okay. Maybe not. <laughs> um. What was I gonna say? Uh. Yeah. I've been a huge fan. Oh, it has years. I mean, when did Super Mario Brother came out? Ninety three. 94? I would say even earlier. It might have been like... It might have been the late 80s. Could be, yeah. And he's so talented. He's so funny. He's so charismatic. His comedy special about Latino 101 is super hilarious. If you guys haven't watched it, I think it's kind of like Latino for Dummies or Latino's uh, History for White People. Something like that. Check it out. I think it's on Netflix. So that's my, my prediction. Uh, well, you sold me. I Since I've never seen any of these, I will go with John Leguizamo as well. Great, great, great choice. Alright. The next uh, nominee, or category, the category is uh, <laughs> Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. You better work. <laughs> and the nominees are Sarah Goldberg for Barry, Cyan Clifford for Fleabag, Olivia Coleman for Glow, Betty Gilpin for Glow, Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, 
Um, Marin Hinkle for The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live. And Anna Chlunky for Veep. All right. Uh, well, again, I haven't seen any, well, most of these. I'm going to go with my heart rather than who I think will win. Actually, it's both. Uh, and go with the out Kate McKinnon on Saturday Night Live. She is amazing, and, and she's probably winding down her, her SNL career. She probably has one more season left in her. Um, I'm going with her. I'm going to go with her as well. Um, I, although I love Alex Borstein, uh, I think Kate McKinnon is a, a sharp, witty comedian that, I think she deserves it, and I feel like she, she has this one in the bag. Sweet. Mm -hmm. And moving on to the next category. Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. Mm -hmm. The nominees are Gwendolyn Christie for Game of Thrones, Lena Headey for Game of Thrones, uh, Sophie Turner for Game of Thrones, Maisie Williams for Game of Thrones, Fiona Shaw for uh, Killing Eve, and Julie Garner for Ozark. Now, I have a feeling who you're going to pick. Who do you think? Uh, Gwendolyn Christie. The only reason why I want to pick her is because she submitted her own nomination to the Emmys. And I thought that was very... Uh, I don't want to say courageous, but badass, you know, that she felt that confident to put her her own nomination in. My next choice would have to be Lena Headey for Game of Thrones because her as Cersei Lannister, you just love to hate that character. And I felt like she sold it to me. And I like actors that I get lost in their role. Some actors, you know, that you see them on television and you're like, yeah, but that's that actor. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that actor playing a role. Right. With Lena Headey as Cersei, it, I, I got lost in her role. And when she did The Purge, that was another movie that I did not see her. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, the only thing about Lena Headey is, is that your choice, Lena Headey? Um, I'm between... Lena, Gwendolyn, and Macy. Or Ma yeah, Macy. So which one? We'll talk about you. You talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, the thing for me in the final season, I don't feel like Lena... I don't think she was given enough to do. Like, she was there. This is for the final season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I don't feel like she did much. She sat out and looked looked out a tower. For most of the season, and then she died. So, based on that, um, just thinking about... I'm going to have to go with one of the actors from Game of Thrones, obviously. Because I don't know who the other two are. Sorry. Uh, the the one emotional scene for me that, that stands out was, was Gwendolyn Christie's. Uh, well, her entire, her entire um, plot line or storyline was amazing when she was knighted and she looked up at him, could feel it. Mm -hmm. When he left her, whatever, Costas, whatever, left her, her tears, you could feel it. And 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 I think she, it, she was, it was amazing to, to for them to have given her that, that storyline. I'm going to go with Gwendolyn Christie. 
I'm going to go with Gwendolyn as well. Okay. Uh, our next category is Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series or Movie. And the nominees are Patricia Arquette for The Act, Emily Watson for Chernobyl, Margaret Qualley for Fosse Verdon, Patricia Clarkson for Sharp Objects, Marsha Stephanie Blake for When They See Us, and Vera Famiga for When They See Us. Alright. Uh, I think anyone who has ever spoken to me knows that I have two least favorite actors in the world. One of them is Nicolas Cage. Oh, sorry, wrong finger. One of them is Nicolas Cage, and the other one is Patricia Arquette. So for me to to say Patricia Arquette is my favorite in this category is a lot, you know. And Margaret Qualley was amazing in Fosse Verdon. She, uh, interesting fact, uh, she's Andy McDowell's daughter. Really? Yes, uh, she was amazing in Fosse Verdon. Uh, but I don't, I don't feel like she, she had a the opportunity to shine. Uh, the way that Patricia Arquette did. Uh, she, like you said, was lost in that role. And you... you I, I couldn't give it to anyone else. Or, you know, if I was voting. Uh, I think Patricia will get it. What Great. about you? I'm going to go with Patricia Arquette as well. I felt like she did a good job as playing uh, Gypsy's mom. Um... There's nothing much to say. Um, I know you're not a fan of her. I I I I generally thoroughly like her. Um and I felt like she did a fantastic job in the act. No, she was. I you know, I can't deny it. I I can't stand her acting in a lot of things, but in this one she she was amazing. So the next nice. category is outstanding host in a reality or competition. Program. Oh, I like this one. The nominees are Ellen DeGeneres for Ellen's Game of Games, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman for Making It, RuPaul for RuPaul's Drag Race, Marie Kondo tidying up with Marie Kondo, and James Corden for The World's Best. All right. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I think RuPaul's amazing. It's going to be RuPaul for me. I would love to see any of them win. Ellen DeGeneres. I, I don't understand Marie Kondo because she wasn't basically a host. She just went to people's homes and helped them organize. She was the host. I mean, have you seen our, our drawers? Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> that? that one... I got to start doing that again. That <laughs> one week that I did that. <laughs> Not you. Everyone was trying to be so organized and yeah. now it's it's used as as a thing. I'm gonna. I'm going with RuPaul. Uh, again, that show is amazing, um, and <laughs> she's just hilarious in it. She's fantastic. Um, I'm gonna go with RuPaul as well. This is her fourth uh, nomination. She won uh, the last three. That's amazing. And she's so, hoping to do a four in a row. A quadruple. Uh, well deserved if she this, wins. Oh yeah, she is amazing. Uh, she's funny. She's awesome. She's kitschy. Uh, is that a word? Kitschy? It's, it's, we can make it a word. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Amy Poehler. I love, I love her. I, I'm not a big fan of Nick Offerman. Did, did you like see the show at all? I didn't even know it existed. I remember commercials for it. I, I have remember no it ever idea. airing. It was like, uh, 
um, like a, a do-it-yourself type I like, woodworking yeah, show, I guess. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Ellen Gener- DeGeneres, she's alright. Um, and James Corden, I don't know about him. So, I'm gonna go with RuPaul for RuPaul Drag Race, and I hope she wins. I agree. And we're so. coming up to the stretch of the... Uh, That's the final stretch? Yep. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Uh, let's go with the next category. Do we do... Let's, I'm, I'm going to take these out of order. Um, because I feel like drama and comedy should be last. Okay. So I'm going to go start with Outstanding Competition Program. Uh, the nominees are The Amazing Race, American Ninja Warrior, Nailed It, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, Top Chef, and... The Voice. the Voice. What do you think? Now, I have an amazing and crazy soft spot for Nicole Byers. Oh, she's fantastic. I was surprised she wasn't nominated for host. She is how, just how she says it, she is a real treat. I love her humor. I can, I, I, her humor is the type of humor that I love. It's, it's Kichi. Yeah, Kichi, <laughs> raunchy, cheeky, a little perverse. I love it. But where it's the program not host, unfortunately. Correct. And I think she for me she would have given RuPaul a little run for her money. Uh but she wasn't nominated. If she was nominated for a host? I think she, I might have chosen her. Me too, maybe. Mm. Uh, but in this one, I'm going to go with RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, yeah, it would be between those two. Um, so it's all American... Nin- no, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race for me. Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race is is pretty pretty cool. And, and we like watching it. And once it comes back, we'll, we'll review it hey, on the and, episode. Oh, oh, I didn't see The Amazing Race, which we are going to be on. <laughs> yes, we are so badly. No, I, I, think, I think we kill it. <laughs> All right, next up, let's go with Outstanding Television Movie. Uh, the nominees are Bandersnatch. Did I just do two in a row? You can go, yeah. I'm sorry, you can finish. Uh, Bandersnatch, Brexit, Deadwood, the movie, King Lear, and My Dinner with Harvey. I put Harvey because the E has a little thingy on top. Oh, so it is Harvey. So, and the keyboard doesn't allow me, so I don't know how to do it. I could show you sometime. Okay. It's not as hard as you think. Um, well, I think Bandersnatch was amazing, and it was, like... Uh, storytelling, like, the future is now storytelling, you know what I mean? Like, choose your own adventure movie, I that's my choice. It was the only one I watched, let's be honest, but it was amazing. I think what it's the only category... That you haven't seen a single one? A single thing, no. And you refuse to watch Bandersnatch? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I felt like it's just like a... What's that thing, like, a statistic thing? Like how on social media, when they're like, share 
or one like equals this much and it's like a statistic grabber and i felt like it was dumb um for me so i'm just gonna go on a wild win here um and just follow your lead and put bandersnatch because that snatch (laughs) (laughs) it ain't bending let's go with outstanding limited series uh the nominees are Chernobyl, Escape at Ganamora, Bossy Verdon, Sharp Object, and When They See Us. What do you think? Wow. Um, I'm in between Fossey Verdon and When They See Us um, as the top contenders. Um... I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go on my on my instinct and put um get or a little bit of tongue tied wow. Uh, when they see us. Um, I'm gonna. I my my brain says when they see us, and my heart says Fosse Burden. I I, I wouldn't be it. surprised if when they see us doesn't win anything but, but this, that one. But that I one. agree. Um. Fosse Verdon, honestly, the first episode didn't pull me in. The second episode definitely did. And by the end of it, I wanted more. And I wanted them to bring the characters back to life. And just just do, like, I don't know, uh, like, uh, fictional fictional storylines. Bring them back. It was really, (laughs) like, the ending touched me. Um... I'm going to go with Fosse Verdon. I'm going with my heart, even though when they see us, we'll probably win. Uh, go. Which one do you want me to say? Drama. Outstanding Drama Series is the category, and the nominees are Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Game of Thrones. What is our dog up to? Don't, don't throw up, don't throw up, don't throw up. Don't throw up. Yep. Uh, no, he's good. He's good. Okay, Go. good. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding drama series. Again, it's Better Call Saul, Bodyguards, Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, uh, Secession, and This Is Us. You know, for two people that watch so much TV... <laughs> We don't watch a lot of Emmy-nominated TV, apparently. Yeah, well, it also has to deal with what we're interested. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to go... I'm uh, The obvious for me is Game of Thrones, but Killing Eve, from what I've been hearing on the medias, it's mm-hmm. a very, very good uh, show. Very, very uh, fun, and Sandra Oh is amazing in it. Pose is, out of all of them, is the underdog. I wouldn't think that they would win this category. Uh, this is Us is another good contender for... I, for, I believe it's the only one that's on network TV, out of all of them. Yep. Wow. Uh, Better Call Saul is on AMC, I want to say. That's it's, not network. The network is the four main Fox, oh. ABC, NBC, CBS. Oh. Okay, so it's network, cable, and then they're streaming. Right, right. Okay. 
My bad. So I'm just cool. gonna go on and state the obvious and pick Game of Thrones. It is their last year. I'm not sure if they won this category or not. I wouldn't be surprised if they did with their how many nominations? Three hundred thousand. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna go with Game of Thrones. And I am. I don't think Pose will has a chance. Uh, as much as we love that show. Yeah. Next season, maybe. Uh, we'll see the nominations. Uh, I'm actually, since I gave my mom a shout out earlier, I'll go with one of her favorite shows. This is Us. Oh, shout out to Mama Rita. Mama Rita. She's awesome. She's a sweetheart. And uh, that Leads means us. we're moving on to the final. Oh, oh, by the way, I thought Better Call Saul was a comedy. No. No. I hear it's like a dramedy. It's a dramedy, but I guess they decided they had a better chance in drama. Uh, the final category that we will be doing, even though it's backwards, uh, Outstanding Comedy Series. And the nominees are... Uh-oh. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. I'm, I'm allergic to this room. Uh, that was painful. The Outstanding Comedy Series nominees are... Barry, Fleabag, The Good Place, The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel, Russian Doll, Schitt's Creek, and Veep. What do you think? Again, who I want to win and who will probably win. Uh, that's I've kind of been going back and forth with it. Uh... I want The Good Place to win. I think that the one episode where the actress, I, I'm forgetting her name at the Darcy. moment. Darcy. Darcy uh, played all the characters. That was one of the biggest Emmy snubbed, snub in history. She deserved a, an Emmy nomination for that. Uh, but it was amazing writing. Uh, Russian Doll kicked my ass. And it was, but was it funny? You know, like it was funny, but like, yeah, it wasn't was like it, ha ha ha. Oh hold my, God, my side, I'm. SNL hurting. wasn't nominated. Oh wait, that's that's uh that's not considered. Um, that's a, a variety program. It's a variety program, right? Uh, knowing the Academy, Veep will probably win. Which is the obvious. Veep, the marvelous Ms. Ms. Maisel, and the Good Place are the three top obvious ones. Um. Just knowing how things usually go, uh, is it Veep's final season as well? I want to say it is their final season. I'm going to go with Veep. Uh, I'm going to go and hit it on the left side and pick The Good Place. Okay. Um, although I'd be thrilled. It is, well, it's not their final season yet. No. This isn't the... What they're nominated for. They aren't nominated for the final season, even though the final season is coming. Which, I, like I said before, it's good to have end, endings. Uh, good to finish before you get stale. Uh, so, it's a little depressing, but it's a fantastic show. I'm looking forward to see the final season. Um, so, uh, before we close out, I would like to issue a few corrections <laughs> uh, from episode 3. Um, you mentioned Liv Tyler being in Requiem from a Dream, which you're like, oh no, who is that actress? It is actually... I know, I know. Hold on. 
Oh, <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. Yes, it was Jennifer Connelly. She's so gorgeous. Uh, it was the character's name in uh, Brightburn was Brendan Breyer, not Billy Barker. And the reason why uh, they put uh, Brendan Breyer with BB, BB yes, is BC for Clark Kent. Yeah, uh, yeah, for um, comic book reference for Clark Kent, Peter yep. Parker, Love Reed it. Richards, so on and so forth. Brendan Breyer. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, you mentioned Josh Boone was filming a Stephen King movie. The Stand. It's The Stand, and it's actually a series. Oh. Which will be on CBS All Access. Wow. I know, I know. Uh, I don't believe that we discussed how much the older cast in It Chapter 2 looked like the younger cast. <laughs> Did we? No. Especially James Ransom. Did we discuss James Ransom at I, all? I think we, we, we skipped them. Yeah. Did we like, just grazed them real quickly. Uh, and... Oh, it was not James Ransom in Divergent. It was actress Shalane <laughs> So... Those are my corrections. So shall we have a closeout? Um. So with the back on the Emmys, uh, it we have some stuff that we agreed on, some that we yes, didn't. Yes. Um. We'll have to figure when, it out. When does it air? By the way, this Sunday. Uh, September twenty second. Oh, I thought it was airing sooner. All right, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I'm... this show is airing on the eighteenth. Okay. So it's before Next the Sunday. Emmys. So it's next Sunday. Okay, so this... Oh, perfect. Yeah, so the following episode will be us discussing what we are... If our predictions were true or not. I'm excited. The next episode will probably be discussing... I uh, think we're going to be discussing Russian Doll. Hustlers? We're seeing... We're apparently seeing Uh, Hustlers. Yeah, this weekend we are seeing um, Hustlers with our girlfriends. Our girls are dragging us to see Hustlers. Honestly, it ain't dragging to me. I like the cast a lot. I'm super excited about it. Oh, yeah. And we're having a big brunch in the movie theaters. Be careful who we talk to about that because we don't want to get shut down before we start. Oh, this is airing after, so we'll be okay. Oh, yeah. So we'll talk more about how that experience went on our next episode. Guys, again, I can't thank you all enough for tuning in and listening to us as we ramble about our favorite movies, music, television, and anything that we catch uh, our eyes and ears catch. Uh, If you have any questions, suggestions, if you want to give a shout out, if you want to leave us a funny message, and we'll probably hear it uh, and play it on... We got a few. We can play a few. We we don't want to play that one? No, not that one. (laughs) I think that'd be hilarious. Uh, Yeah, uh, email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay, the number two, at gmail.com. Uh, we recently play, uh, changed our Instagram to Press Play AR. Press so Play AR. Yeah, so it's like Press Player, but with an A. Press Play R. I didn't even get that. That's really cool. And I don't see our phone number on this. Uh, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.